Welcome, welcome back to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Tuesday morning. And since it's Tuesday, yes, we are talking about food. And to join us, we're joined right now by Andrew Dambina. I should mention the one and the only Andrew Dambina that I know. Good morning to you, Andrew. How are you? I'm you, well. Good, good. Are you feeling? How are you? I, I'm, I'm cold. So yeah, cold. it's a bit cold, isn't it? Dong Dong Day. <laughs> dong Dong Day. So you are based on an outlying island. Mm. Is it is it a few degrees lower in terms of temperatures? Uh, well, they, yeah, I mean, it's normally reported to be so. I think, I mean, I think so. We don't get a kind of wall effect from other buildings. So as it's quite windy as well. Um, yeah, it is feeling quite cold. My hands are pretty cold. My office uh, in my home is on a top floor and it's um yeah i mean hong kong really is built for the 11 months of the year where it's quite warm isn't it so it's kind of uh you know there's uh there's not great insulation um and uh, single glazing it's uh it is what it is uh, a winter of three days you meant <laughs> that's right you mentioned cold hands but i gotta say a warm heart Yes. Oh, so kind, so kind of you to say. So I, I, I try to, I try to put that across, Nori. Yes, and and speaking of, well, actually, there's no segue there. I can't even. What have you got for our listeners today? Well, some drink and food can be quite warming, Noreen, Can they not? Oh yes, um, nice, nice. And uh, uh, I, I want to continue with um, something that we were talking about last week because just like food and drink leftovers at home or in restaurants. I've got some Tuesday chat leftovers from last week. Um, well, I probably filled my plate a little bit and glass a little bit too high from the global buffet of news in those areas that, uh, that we were talking about, that we often do talk about. Not always. I mean, we do sometimes go into uh, more locally uh, focused topics, but, uh, but I try and keep my eye out for interesting global stories as well. So let's open the doggy bag and uh, and have a look at the three that are still in there from last week. Um, quite tasty bites, though, because it was, um, at the beginning of the year, an annual exciting tech innovation show in Las Vegas. It's called the CES Fair, and they always have a massive amount of domestic um, products or um uh, gizmos that you can use for the home in the kitchen, basically. Appliances, I suppose, is the best word for them. And um, we did cover a couple. For those who didn't hear last week, a very, very brief reminder. We heard about um, a uh, an AI barbecue grill uh, for the outdoors, which, which learns from the kind of tasks that you give it and retains that information. But you can also key things in with a touchpad. Um, also, a uh, one that you liked, Noreen, although you wouldn't fancy using it in this weather, probably, um, a two-minute ice cream maker, which was pod-loaded. Remember that one? Countertop one? Yes. Um, soft serve. Yep. And also an indoor smoker cabinet, as in, that's not for people smoking things, it's for when you're smoking meat, fish, and it also could be used, uh, I had to wrap up on that one, so I couldn't even say, but of course it can be used for vegetables, and I don't see why it couldn't be used for bean curd as well, because smoked bean curd or tofu is sometimes uh, quite a nice taste, quite a big taste, into uh, a bean curd which doesn't have a lot of its own 
not a lot of natural flavour. It's quite mildly flavoured. So smoked tofu can be quite nice sometimes. Have you tried that, Noreen? No, I haven't. Uh, but right, it's definitely it's, um, one for this year. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I've tried that in some Chinese uh, restaurants, uh, um, which are not very avant-garde at all, but occasionally come across it. Mostly from uh, non-Cantonese restaurants. Um, I think, just trying to think, northern Chinese, maybe Shanghainese, can't remember, but definitely smoked tofu is a thing. Um, so, okay, the, the, the ones that are left over then, got three more in the bag, and um, tech startup company called Chef AI, um, which is uh, based in America. Not all of the exhibitors are, but it's a global fair. Um, it's, it's a one-touch... Um, um, air fryer. Air fryers, massive thing around the world. Not so big in Hong Kong. Um, don't suppose you have one, Noreen? An air fryer? No, I don't. Um, but I, I know friends who swear by it and they love, you know, having chips and stuff uh, made in it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I've, tried, I've tried what comes out of it. Uh, in my opinion, the chips are not quite the same, but they're certainly a lot healthier. healthier. Not, uh, not being, you know, dripping in, um, um, in oil. Um, but it's uh, they're they're a bit softer, not quite as crispy, in my opinion. Um, but um, and and not as much flavour that you get from the oil. So you can't have it both ways. Often things which are, you know, sort of um, a little healthier don't always have the same flavour profile. Um, so the point about this machine, though, the one-touch machine, is that again it uses um, artificial intelligence to detect what type of food it's cooking, and the um, uh, basically, I mean, you know, to, to try and get people to use it, the marketing blurb says that it can make the worst cooks into chefs. I'm not going to believe that for a second because you've got to have a, a clue of how you adapt these things, um, whatever they do, to, um, to, to make a meal, haven't you? Um, it's going to be released in America, uh, first of all, before being, um, if it's successful, available around the world. And it will be called the Chef AI Air Fryer, and it's going to cost in Hong Kong dollars around two thousand, which is quite—I suppose—that's quite um, reasonable, really, if it does all the things it says on the. If it claims exactly, because I mean, you get microwaves, which are about sometimes that price. Yeah, that price or less. I mean, it's uh, um, so. I mean, I I suppose what it's doing is bringing a uh, a kind of no-brain. Um, idea that it will detect what food goes into it and then react accordingly. That's what they're saying. So it can detect what's in there and then sort of on its screen it will suggest what it thinks it should be um, uh, applying. So it's scanning food, which is kind of interesting. Um, uh, another one then, which I did send a picture of today, Noreen, I think you had the picture maybe left over from last week, um, was the, uh, it, it's a kind of personal bartender and it's uh, an appliance by um, Bartesian. That's the brand. A lot of these brands have wacky names, as wacky as the things that they do. If you remember last week, we also had something that played on some sort of meaty term for the barbecue. Um, so it's a, it's a cocktail, both alcoholic and non-cocktail making appliance that um, that is te- that takes. Um, some of the guesswork out of it by using AI once again. And it's called the Premiere, and you can load it um, with different spirits or um, fruit juices, and it will make a, a what it what it Like reckons. the cocktail? Or, or... Yeah, it's saying, yeah, to, to make a mocktail, I mean, an alcoholic cocktail. We don't call them mocktails anymore. That's not politically correct. Yeah, alcohol-free co- Alcohol-free, that's right, alcohol-free yeah, cocktails. Yeah. 
No, we not. We don't like to mock anything, do we, Noreen? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah. So, You're mocking uh, me. Yeah, yeah. yeah that is that's a, that, that is a phrase that used to that you used to come out with quite a bit a few years ago, isn't it? Um, so anyway, it retails for a touch under three thousand Hong Kong dollars. So it's a bit pricier than some of the other. Um, ones available. Well, it's a it's a mixture. Once again, we can't get away from this capsule thing, which is um, that that is part of the cocktail. You top it up with your own juice or alcohol, but then you have a you know a magic capsule, which um, which which does the rest. That makes it into something a bit more professional. Maybe it gives it a bit of froth and so on when it goes through the actual machine, the mechanism. I think it does, which. Um, you know, so so it appears to be something that you could very well expect at a nice bar. So that's that's so that, that's what you're paying your three grand Hong Kong ish about for. And finally, in the drinks realm, once again, um, for anyone who fancies a home brewed beer, um, assuming that you like uh, beer, that is, uh, can press a button uh, to get this thing to work. However, this is not something that happens in two minutes. It takes up to two weeks. Uh, now, if that seems like a long time, I should add that I, as a student and in my early 20s, made homebrew beer from kits that could be bought, and it took about up to four weeks. So this is halving the time. You can't really get away from the fact that fermentation has to take place. You could do. Maybe there'd be maybe there's some sort of instant beer-making machines, but I think it would be a bit like other instant drinks. They don't taste like the drinks which take a little time to make. So I say that with reference to things like, uh, well, coffee in particular, instant coffee, very different taste from brewed coffee. So um, the, the company's name is um, iGulu, um, and, and this machine, which I've sent you a picture of, looks like, it almost looks like an audio speaker. It's the one that's black with a bit of orange trim on it, Noreen, which is, uh, and, uh, but actually it's a container that contains, um, uh, that has a pressurized barrel that contains the beer. So it's all done in one container that looks very high tech. And when I made homebrewed beer, you'd have to make something in a loose lidded sort of, um, well, like a giant bucket, like a, really, yeah. but it had all sorts it of markings on it. It needs room for it to ferment, and yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you seen? Have you seen this process? Um, or, uh, sort of, yeah. My brother-in-law um, makes his own oh, okay. beer. Yeah, yeah. Um, I sort yeah. of saw those big, not barrels, but yeah, bucket-like things. Like, yeah, oh, the bu- yeah, so the bucket is for the first fermentation. Then, once it, once it achieves a certain. Um, um, uh, quality of uh, fermentation, which you can check with special um, implements to test it. it. A barometer even goes in there. You, you, all sorts of different implements go in to make sure it's ready to then go into a pressurised barrel. This thing, though, um, which can take as short as nine days to make it, takes <laughs> between nine days and two weeks to make five litres of DIY beer, um, which is a lot faster. Yeah, um, kind of like a pressure cost... cooker, you know. Yes, yeah, 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 it is. It's, it's, it's all contained within there. The thing is, though, the reason that having the old, what looks a bit like a bucket um, with lots of markings on it and things that you have to check, uh, of homebrew first fermentation, was needing some of the natural fermentation gases to be able to go off a deliberately loose-fitting lid. So I don't know if there's a kind of air vent that allows that 
first bit of fermentation to happen. Um, I should say once again, though, like everything else that we've talked about with the pods, you have to get your sachets, in this case, of, um, of homebrew in a few different types of beer flavours, if you like, or styles of beer. There's lager, there's a sort of an, uh, a light ale, and there's a darker stout that's available, and you have to get those. So you become beholden with, uh, with a lot of these products, and it's a, it's, it's a clever, clever or, you know, inbuilt way of profiteering, a bit like um, we, or I mentioned last week, Nespresso did when it first, you know, was the innovator of uh, coffee in using using pod capsules rather than from a bag of coffee that we've all been used to um, buying before. And um, it's going to cost around five thousand uh, dollars in Hong Kong money. And it has is the one of all of the six different things that I mentioned last week and this week is already on the market. But it was launched this month a few weeks ago um so um yeah there you go that's the f1 sounding like it's something from noticing um sorry andrew it's kind of break the line is sort of breaking up a little bit sorry just say that a bit again sorry the line is just breaking up a bit yeah oh Okay, I thought you were joking because I tried to make a public service announcement. Okay, um, but can you hear me now, Norrie? I can hear you. I can. I heard you earlier as well, but it was just sort of breaking up a little bit, like you were going oh, through like a yeah, tunnel or something. Oh, weird. Weird. Yeah. Okay. How well, weird. that's the that's the uh, the microclimate, the terroir the around terroir. the outlying island that I live. Where it's uh, it's when so cold. Day, exactly. The, line. <laughs> the lines are unstable. Yeah, the lines big frozen. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, sticking with the US for a moment for another item now. Uh, on its home turf in the US, the food manufacturing giant. Craft that makes a lot of um, you know uh, processed food. Um, uh, they, they more they more or less invented the processed cheese slices, uh, which uh, which made them a pretty penny around the world. They've just come out with its first ever properly flavoured, um, and I'm using the word properly. I'll explain why in a moment. Properly flavoured flavoured cheese slices have just been unleashed this month in the US. And um, so I didn't send you pictures of this. Don't want to be too promotional on this. But, um, but it's, uh, I, it, I say the word properly flavoured because previously there have been flavoured cheese slices from this company, but they've been in flavours of cheese, American, uh, American cheese, American cheddar rather, and Swiss flavoured cheese, those two flavours. But this time they go for other types of flavours that are not cheese flavors or cheese types if you like do you want to have a guess noreen i know you love being put on the spot <laughs> no. for the, the random guess and that is another reason both for promotional purposes and for wanting to give you a clue these yeah. flavors are okay yeah give me a clue um all right well um if you think about what you would add with uh with 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 cheese um and i'm not to, i'll say it's not tomato but something else grapes. Which, uh, sorry grapes Grape. That, that would be a very nice idea for a very fine cheese. But we're talking about very unfine cheese, really. We're talking about, you know, stuff that goes between a, ba- a bap and a burger. Oh, um, I know. If you think Soy about... sauce. No, I'm just joking. Oh, OK. What would you put in a burger? What's the go-to if you, for, for hot dogs or 
or um, or a burger. Maybe some having... onion, caramelized yeah. onion. Oh, yes. Caramelized onion. Oh, um, and the side so... of soy sauce. <laughs> you could say, if you want it a bit saucier, why not? Why exactly. not? Exactly. So, so, so caramelized onion is one. Another one is, I'm going to just tell you what, what, what the other ones are. Garlic and herb and jalapeno, Ooh, the chili. Yes, jalapeno, so, that's good. Yeah, jalapeno is interesting, isn't it? Garlic and herb. Well, there are creamy cheeses that have garlic and herb, like from France, Borzan being the manufacturer of the most famous, but other ones are available. So um, it's, um, it's in, it was in test runs um, just over a week ago in the US media before launching really just a few days ago, um, all of these. And surprisingly, or is it unsurprisingly, um, the flavour flavor three um, was unsuccessful to the tasters across media. That's the jalapeno. Um, and two was also surprisingly unsuccessful um, among reviewers from um, food and drink publications, that is, the, the food media in the States. Garlic and herb. I would think garlic and herb you can't go wrong with. Um, jalapeno, bit, you know, if it's got a fiery kick, not everyone's going to love it. Um, but but caramelised onion came out on top across reviews. So if if you were going to add, this is a random question, if you were going to add anything to a process, processed cheese slice apart from soy sauce, which you've already mentioned, <laughs> um, what what other ideas might you choose, Nori? Ooh, okay. I might... With I've got the cheese. Two. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's so hard. Um, and it can be anything. Does it have to be a veg like veggies? No, not necessarily. I mean, you could have flecks of, uh, of ham, couldn't you? Uh, yeah, I would love to have some turkey or some parma ham with it. I think parma That'd ham and cheese uh, so, is pretty yummy. Or, right. or mango so, chutney. Uh, mango chutney and cheese, do you say? Yeah, why not? Well, interesting. Fruity flavour. Yeah, that is interesting, actually. Um, <laughs> interesting. interesting. I like the way and you, you did... say interesting, but in a bad way. <laughs> well, no, I'm just trying to think. If you had a, <laughs> oh, so a mango, chutney, mango chutney and cheese... Um, would you have it on its own, or would it be also, you know, with other things in the uh, in the sandwich? It could, or could it? It could be either, I guess, couldn't it? Yeah. It's, Some um, people have but, jam with cheese. Like, is it ling lingonberry yeah. jam with, with cheese? Yeah. That's quite yeah, yummy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, in Scandinavia, indeed. So why um, not have an Asian twist to it? You know, very yeah, nice. Exactly. Yeah, mango exactly. Yeah. Well, so for 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 me, it was um, um, I, it was chives, which is not too far away from onions, but I think cheese and chives Ooh. always go well, so that could be one. Nice. Um, or, or flecks of sweet brown pickle. Not far off your chutney there, but I was thinking of Branston, that oh. type of sweet pickle, the brown stuff, which yes. is, I, I think that could be quite nice, a little sweet touch, and then that could go quite nicely if you had it on its own or with other things. Um, I want to I move on um, to can airline food be meat-free? I don't know if you've heard of um, veganuary. Have you heard of that, Nori? Um, no, but I can put the two and two together. It's yeah, not like having a dry January. I, You're going vegan. I know, exactly. Vegan. exactly. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's a relatively new um, January thing, exactly like dry January, um, just for uh, two or three years, but it hasn't really taken off that massively, I think. Anyway, um, in, in this month of um, veganuary for some, it seems that um, um, 
some air travelers are going to be able to to have more vegetarian, sorry, vegan um, meals on Emirates Airways because the airline this month um, has just revealed um, that it had a surge in people asking for special menus like you can before you board a flight in a lot of airlines um, uh, by 40% in the last two years of customers asking for plant-based meals while they're, you know, in the air. So to meet the demand, two years gone up 40% in people saying, I'd like a vegetarian meal, you know, before they bought. So that's made a big difference to what they're producing, um, you know, for, um, for meals. So, yeah, the demand uh, being up, they are going for 300 different plant-based recipes across the airline. So that's kind of uh, a, bit, a, a big sort of interesting report that I saw out there, which I thought was just quite... Yeah, and good for the environment too, right? Um, Less, yeah, it, it, yeah, it, it should, should be. be well. Offset some of the carbon footprint of going on a plane, maybe. The Middle East um, has, um, has also seen, um, the airline says, an, entry, uh, uh, sorry, an increase in interest in vegan or non-meat food of around... Um, uh, 30 plus percent. Um, that's, sorry, this is where this is where the passengers come from. So Middle East, their orders for the meals has been over 30 percent, and in um, Africa they've had a four percent increase. Southeast Asia has been around five percent increase. Most of it, most of the increase has come from Europe and North America. They say. Mm. Um, so and it's and it's also the biggest the biggest um, re- request for this has been in economy class. Uh, I know we're about to end in a moment. So the picture that I sent you is not an economy class one. It's a business class one. But that is of a um, a lamb kebab vegan version. Um, mm. So that was a, a it's a nice colourful um, charred meat uh, vegan kebab like a kofta kebab that it would be if it was lamb. It looks then, really tasty. It, um, it actually really does, doesn't it? It's quite warming on a chilly day like today. Exactly. Well said. Well, Andrew, I look forward to more chats with you uh, next time. Thank you so much for, for your time today. Until next week, stay warm. Bye for now. You too.